On today's bonus show, Dirk Nowitzki gives his press conference before going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Isaac is there live in some northeastern state uh, covering the press conference on today's Locked On Mavs. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go <laughs> Welcome, you're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor, Mavs.com. The Connecticut kid, the Boston boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Listen, all these states up here that are so close together, it's so weird. And I, this lady was talking my head off when I was eating dinner by myself. And at the Michael Jordan Steakhouse, I had hey, to eat there. And to. I was like, all right, cool. It's just Jordan pictures. There's, I guess there's nothing really else about it. Um, <laughs> but this lady was talking about... Uh, just, you know, the fact that we're, I'm in Connecticut, but I'm staying in Massachusetts. I drove through Rhode Island today and I was telling her like, Hey, in Texas, it takes like 12 or 13 hours just to drive across the state. Yeah. So and it's just like, they're just like dumbfounded how that is. But yeah, great. I mean, great event today. This, this, you know, press conference is obviously in, in, in Connecticut, like we've been joking, but um, just to see all the guys and, you know, kind of their last you know dirk is probably like this is my last required media thing probably yeah probably so, <laughs> don't have to ever talk to y'all ever again <laughs> but it's, well, cool, but he it's seemed, cool he seemed happy to do it like he was like yeah this is the last one i'm, I'm ready to go let's do it <laughs> you know this place is like a big uh, conference center so it's like it's like the the who's who around here i was telling you before this i'm like just walk around the concourse and it's like all right here's mike breen here's you know, this players, yeah. you know, I was eating dinner and like Will Hardy and Matt Bonner's next to me. And then you know, I see Sean Marion and saw Holger earlier. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been around Holger a handful of times, but I've never like had an actual conversation with him before. And we were both just kind of like chilling. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just going to talk to him for a bit. <laughs> And it's, and he was just the sweetest, nicest dude ever. And, you know, we're not supposed to take pictures, but I'm like, I don't really care. And I was like, hey, can we get a picture? Like, <laughs> Well, not you're not supposed to take pictures of the players, right? You can take pictures yeah. of Dirk's former agent and <laughs> and trainer, right? Yeah, he's he's the best, though. Uh, so you got to see, you got to see Dirk. You were at the presser. You were there for the Hall of Fame. I heard you on NBA TV say, say locked on, which I appreciate. Uh, but by the way, Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs and David Ramil of Locked On Heat were there. So we had three Locked On hosts there, which I find awesome. Uh, what stood out to you from Dirk's presser? Oh, man. I mean, how good he looked. Dude's still looking good. Uh, had an awesome gray suit and had some uh, low-top white uh, Jordans on. But, you know, I, I think I, I love what you know Brad asked him basically to expand on what Bradley. he – and Bradley <laughs> – uh, what he t- what he said the other day with with Ben and Skin about this being the the final thing of this chapter of basketball in his life that he said is you know this is the end of the first phase uh, of his life and he's like I got the rest of my life now to do you know whatever and um, so I, I just I found that part of his presser just so I don't know there's just something about it that it almost gave me like chills I was just kind of sitting in that moment thinking about him like that's pretty dang wild that now this all your entire life has been about basketball for your entire life that's it. <laughs> and and now 
you're like, hey, this this phase is officially over. I couldn't help but think to Kobe when he said that. I mean, you you don't want to go all the way there and go morbid with it, but just to appreciate what life is and appreciate that he got to be able to be in this moment. The Dirk is there for his you know, hall of fame enshrinement and all that. And I, I just, I just got to, I sat down and I was like, all right, I'm just going to appreciate this moment. And if you're a Mavs fan and you've appreciated Dirk, then this is another moment that, that everybody gets to appreciate him all at the same time. And you know that there's a bunch of Mavs fans appreciating him all at the same time. We don't have as many collective moments together, especially in the off season right now, but this is one of those moments. And you just, I just was appreciating it, thinking about the context of, well, Kobe didn't get this, you know, like, like Kobe, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And it got cut short. And so Dirk now going into this next phase of life uh, to just appreciate it while you have it. Yeah. And, you know, what's so unique about this class is the international game. Yeah. And it's it just it, it's such a, a beautiful kind of reflection of how the game has evolved. And, you know, we talk about it right now. Um, whenever you talk about like awards and MVP favorites and all of that, and you look at Jokic and Giannis and Luca. Um, but to hear Tony Parker today say that like, you know, we, this group right here, he's like, we were the first group that like came through and I wrote it down. I've been keeping a journal the whole time I've been up here. And I, cause I, I wrote down this note and he said, you know, we were the first group that kind of changed that narrative of teams willing to make a European, their cornerstone franchise centerpiece guy. Mm. And that they you know, could believe in that. And that's when he said the Dirk quote, he's like, you know, it started with Dirk. He's like, you know, I, I, he said that Dirk is his goat of European basketball players and how he told Dirk that Dirk said it, you know, he's like, yeah, Tony told me that. And it was just such a, it, it was a cold month. They didn't ask Dirk to speak in German, but they asked Tony to speak in French and Powell to speak in Spanish. And it was just, uh, it was just kind of like this moment of like, Tony's answering this in French pals answering these questions in Spanish. Dirk could answer this in German. But there was that guy that said he lived in Würzburg when, when Dirk lived there. And he, was, yeah. he was speaking a little German at the end of his. Yeah, and it's just like, dang, what a class. Like, yeah. what, And what, what a symbolism of where the game of basketball is internationally. And pals answer. I tweeted this because a paraphrase isn't doesn't do this justice. But if you've ever sat back and you've thought about or you've seen the debates – of American basketball versus European basketball <laughs> and, and all of that. Powell just had an incredible answer of the differences between those two. And I just encourage you to go listen to Pau Gasol answer that. The, the other thing is I think this is the best German player, French player and Spanish player from like from Spain to mm-hmm. like to ever play. They're all going in at the same time. Like think about the timing of that. They weren't all in the same draft. For them to all go in at the same time, I found I found incredible to just watch them one by one go up on the stage and answer questions and talk about where they started and talk about how, you know, Powell started in the first year of the Memphis Grizzlies when they moved over from Vancouver. Tony Parker starting with, you know, a 58-win team that went to the Western Conference Finals the year before, and he was a rookie and five games into his rookie year. Uh, Greg Popovich, who didn't even want him on the team, like starts him, and then he starts the rest of the games for him. And Dirk, who came in as – you know, the, the trade, like just think about where they all started. And I found that just really interesting. Like, yeah, these are incredible trailblazers from the NBA to, uh, you know, to, to make it this far. A couple of things that, that stood out to me, Tony Parker's line. I don't want to gloss over it. 
I always say that Dirk is the goat for European NBA basketball players. Like, that is a, that's an incredible line because he is. If, if you think about what he's done, Tony Parker was the first European-born Finals MVP, but uh, Dirk was the first MV, like MVP of the league from over you know from overseas or from uh, from Europe. And yeah, that was that's high praise from a guy like Tony Parker that's been to the mountaintop that he could have he could have a say that hey I'm the best one. I, I gave up a lot trying to play no. with Tim Duncan and all that. He could he could try. <laughs> Yeah, he could try, and he could he could make the the rings argument, um, but no, I mean, in I think seeing again, it's been a reminder for me up here because one of the parts that makes you know this weekend so unique too is, you know, we're not in these like huge cities, we're not in L.A. or a New York and stuff doing this. Like Springfield's a pretty small like town, um, even this place in you know Connecticut, like this this facility is awesome, but you know, like. And to see the Mavs fans, to see, you know, the Dirk Nowitzki fans that are here to go to the, you know, the Hall of Fame bookstore yesterday or, you know, store. And then the Hall of Fame had another like pop up today here uh, at the Mohegan. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, hey, what Dirk stuff you guys like, we're sold out, man. I was like, wow. well, crap. And he's like, you know, you could scan this and like get this pre-order in and you could, you know, you know, maybe get some of the jacket or the jersey or something in October. He's like, yeah, we're sold out. And here I am looking at like a Pal Gasol jersey. I'm looking at a Dwayne Wade, like heat jacket. That's cool. And Tony Parker thing. And there's no dark stuff because people have already bought it. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it, it just shows that he's not only the greatest European basketball player of all time, but like his popularity is just it's it's skyrocketed over the past 10 years absolutely incredible another thing that stood out to me this was outside of dirk but uh greg popovich told this story about how he started to like scout overseas and he went to like he said it was like the 1988 world championship or, or something like that and he went overseas and he was like you know fighting to get there, telling the Spurs, just let me go. Just let me go check out these guys. Just let me go check out. Some. And he went there and the only other like American coach there was Donnie was, or was, uh, was Nelly was Don Nelson. And that's where he met him. And I found that interesting, but this, th those are two franchises that started that pioneered this, that brought over, you know, international players. And now they continue that with Luca and Wembenyama. Like it's such, such a legacy from those two franchises to be some of the first that scouted internationally like that. Listen, a, a lot of new Mavs fans, a lot of um, Luka Doncic uh, fans, you know, that's just, you know, became Mavs fans over the past, you know, five, six, seven years. You know, Donnie kind of got a bad rep for like kind of how it ended of, oh, let's, you know, look how he drafted or, you know, putting the players around Luka or, or this and that. And it's like before that and, and before a lot of like, I would say the past five years Mavs fans, Donnie kept his job for so long because of how well respected and how good he was at his job in the international game. And, you know, we've had oh, and the legacy of, of his dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just how much uh, importance and emphasis that they put on in the international scouting. And, you know, we've <clears throat> had people in that front office on our pod talking about the levels of them scouting internationally over the years. And of course, you know, finding a, a Dirk Nowitzki and of course bringing in a Luka Doncic. And so, yeah, to, to hear pop tell that story, I mean, pop had some great, incredible lines today, but that was a good one. <laughs> His question about why do you keep going? And pop said the money, that was the, that was the one that, that got the room. 
Well, I was honestly a little scared because, you know, Dirk's a jokester and I've been setting on my question for a while of what I wanted to ask Dirk. And if you didn't get to see it, I asked Dirk of basically like towards the end of your career, you had to go through all of this pain. And I mean, y'all can Google and try to find some articles written about it, but it just felt like those last two to three years, the more and more people I talked to, the more and more I was just like, how is he doing it? Like, why is he, why it was more like, why is he doing it? The amount of shots and recovery and work that he had to do just to be able to get out on the floor and play 15 to 17 minutes a game. And that was a question. I was like, what, what made you keep going? Like, what about the game of basketball made you keep going? And I was afraid he was going to drop something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, the paycheck was nice (laughs) or, (laughs) uh, but he had, he's like, he's like, I had debts. I had gambling debts. (laughs) Yeah. betting on handball and tennis all these years that'd be have hilarious. you seen how much college cost <laughs> got three kids man you gotta, gotta. uh dirk also said um about wade you know there's some frosty times between us but it seems to be over they were on they're at the autograph table together everybody got paired up into twos right and dirk and yeah. wade got paired up at that so it seems to be all all behind them i literally walked up so there you know there's hundreds of people that had bought you know prepaid uh tickets to to this event and to even get into the ballroom, you had to show, um, you know, your ticket and like go through all this stuff. And, but so I, I walk up and there's all these people and I'm like trying to see where Dirk is at. And I see pal, I see, you know, Tony and, and, and uh, pop were together. And then I see Dirk. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I see Wade beside him. I'm like, of course y'all freaking did that. And <laughs> it was just funny that they had to sit there for, gosh, I mean, I don't know. Was it two hours just side by side, but yeah, let me say this real quick we always talk about how good of a person Dirk is and you always hear, I mean, there's probably people listening to this podcast and you're like, and you've gotten an autograph from Dirk and you're like, Oh man, he was so nice. and so awesome. And just, it just continued. Like it, it I just, one. I got one right there. Yep, you got it, um, it, it just, it just seeing it in action again today. I haven't seen him in action, you know, with fans for, for a while up yeah. close and just see kid after kid adults, you know, the hardcore adults, you know, which ones I'm talking about too, <laughs> you know, they're showing up with some, you know, crazy amount of things and, and Dirk's, Hey bud, how you, how you doing? Oh, Hey, you know, shaking hands and just ear to ear smile. And it's like, dude, I'd be so done with that. And so annoyed by that. But he just, he knows that this is a huge moment for each of these people. And he treats every person like it's the first and only time that you're ever going to meet Dirk Nowitzki. It's crazy. Also, Dirk and Wade did like a social media video where you you each have to like turn your head one way to say who's the better passer, scorer. Oh, I haven't seen this. Uh, And so you go through better passer. They both went to Wade. Better court vision. They both went to Wade. Better dribbling skills. Both went to Wade. Better scorer. Wade immediately went to Dirk and then Dirk kind of like sat there a little bit. And then eventually he, he went to he went to himself. Uh, who's more likely to hit a deep three? They both went to Dirk right away. Got a, yeah. <laughs> was it better defensive skills? Went to Wade right away. Better nickname. Mm-hmm. And Wade was like, I don't even know what your nickname is. And, he, and Dirk's like, I like Flash. But Dirk didn't want to say Dirty or <laughs> didn't want to say the tall baller <laughs> from the G. Didn't want to say like the big German. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're doing social media videos together and all that. So these guys are, it's it's part of our life now, whether we want it to be or not. I mean, just get through Saturday night, Dirk. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> keep, keep on putting putting on for people. We get it. You can just blink. And just 
you know, blink and let us know that you're you're just doing this for the. <laughs> no, I, okay. Can I admit something? I gotta admit something. I I didn't ask the question away because we know I, fa- <laughs> I fell in I fell into the moment. Like I could have asked the question. I, I really think I could have. There are a lot of people wanting to ask questions, but it wasn't a like, hey, I got shut out or anything. I actually fell into the moment. I fell into the moment of, and it wasn't that I didn't care about being scared or people like making a big deal about it. I actually fell into the respect moment of it. And I fell into him talking about sacrifice in his career and stuff. And I was like, all right, like that's actually pretty legit. And then him talking about Trayvon Martin and and all of that. And I still didn't ask him a question. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to ask that now. (laughs) He was, Isaac was going to ask about 2011. And so what, what did, you know, that losing the title in 2011 do to your career and how did that motivate you and all that? And then, but as soon as somebody asked about Trayvon Martin and his, you know, speaking out against police brutality and all those guys, I was like, Oh, he's not going to, there's no way he can ask. That. Yeah. But no, you got to read, the, you got to read the out. room at that point. And, no. and I, I mean, if you want to call it chicken out, I did, but I kind of just defaulted to respect in that moment. And I was like, all right, I, you, I've had my, I've had my moment with Dwayne Wade in the past. So <laughs> you took the high road with Dirk is what, is what you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to try to be like Dirk for a bit. We'll be back tomorrow with more after the enshrinement. We'll talk about Dirk's speech and we'll talk about the event. Isaac will be there. We'll we'll talk about all of that. And uh, we have more Slovenia stuff too. I'm going to do an episode about the Slovenia versus Spain game. Slovenia got destroyed. And then Slovenia versus USA tomorrow. So lots of stuff. Speaking of destroyed, they might get destroyed tomorrow too. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go well. But we'll see. Luca Luca likes to step up to the moment. So we'll see what happens. Should should at least be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.